Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want you guys to look over here. I, th- I had a crazy thought. I found some stuff. And I don't know, I thought of it. I was, I was coming for you. Why do I got to pray in the name of Jesus? You ever ask yourself that? I had the wackiest thought today, man. I was like, I was getting ready to come see you guys, and I was like, prayed about it. And I was like, you know, man, there's some questions I think that we need simplicity and answers, you know? Like, why do I got to pray in the name of Jesus? Well, you know his name. Well, no, why do you got to pray in the name of Jesus? Look at John 14, 13, and 14. John, I'll go there with you. John, so we can read it in case we want to read a little bit more. John 14, 13, and 14. Okay, King James is great. Whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified. That's Jesus speaking. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. The Bible says, okay, now I'm going to just read slow. The Bible says that whatever I ask in Jesus' name, he'll do it. And I will do whatever you ask in, in my name. So the Father may be glorified in the Son, right? Anything you ask in my name, I'll do. God wants to answer your prayers, obviously. But he also wants you to ask in Jesus' name. Okay? Now, we know we use the name of Jesus in prayer, but I want you to understand why. If you don't understand the why, you won't be as strong in your confidence to use it. And you might be praying incorrectly. Remember we came out of prayer. We kind of came out of prayer. We were talking about prayer. And then we got into trust in Jesus. But this thing, I don't know why I'm talking about this. But I'm telling you what. This is going to be a huge, since this thing's going to be big for internet. Because I'm telling you, man, listen. Because people are going to Google that. Why do I got to pray in the name of Jesus? That's going to be a big ticket. Because we don't know what we're doing. And without revelation, you don't really have strong knowledge and, and, and confess. You don't have it going, so we're going to help people. And you might ask yourself, like, you might be honest, like, what's so special about this? I don't want to seem like almost sacrilegious, but what's so special? Why do I do this? What, why don't I pray in the name of God? Why don't I pray in the name of Christ? Why don't I pray, you know, why don't I just pray, hey, God, why, why can't I just pray? Why do I even got to use his name? Right? I know there's power in the name, but why do I got it? Why? What's so special about the name of Jesus per se when it comes like this that I got to pray like that? Right? You see everybody do it in Jesus' name, amen, right? You know, is it some kind of, you know, I think people think it's some kind of like, um, um, some kind of secret, you know, like thing, you know, like it's some kind of, um, you know, like, it, uh, it's some kind of, it's uh, um, a word I'm looking for, like a code, uh, like it's password, you know what I mean? It's like a password that gets you, no, 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 there's more than just the password. And why do we pray in Jesus' name? Some people think Jesus' name is kind of like, you know, it's got some kind of password connection, right? Here's all, my, here's all my requests and here's the password. What in the world does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? And I read a story when I was looking for this, really helped me. And, and I thought it was really kind of cool. So I, I, I kind of I I grabbed it. 
what, what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? And, and this pastor said this. I heard, of a, I heard of a friend taking his young son and about 14 of his son's friends to a birthday party at a carnival. Or he bought a roll of tickets. He stood at the entrance of every ride, and as the kid came by, his son and the 14 friends, he gave each one of them a ticket. At some point during the day, he looked up and realized there was a little boy that he'd never seen in his life with his hand out asking for a ticket. And he asked this, he said, are you with my son's party? He said, no. And the little boy, the little boy said, no, I'm not with your son's party. So the father said this, why should I give you a ticket? And the young boy turned and pointed to the man's son and said, your son said you'd give me one. So the man gave him one. So you, you pulled it together, right? You know, you got this, you got 14 of his friends. It's his birthday party. He wants to go to a carnival. Dad's like, you know, he's probably like doing what you would do at the car. One, two, three. I know Tommy. I know Bobby. I know Stevie. I know Jimmy. I know all the, I know you, here's your ticket, go on the ride. All of a sudden, this kid comes up out of nowhere and goes, hey, give me a ticket. I'm like, who are you? You, you know my, you, you, were you even invited to the party? And the boy said, no. He said, but your son said that you would give me one. So the father, in the kindness of his heart, gave the boy a ticket. Here's the point. We don't have any right to get answered prayers from God. Not on our own. Because we owe him a lot. But he doesn't owe us anything. But when I come and ask God for requests, I don't ask on my own merit. I come on the merit of Jesus Christ. And when we say, Father, I'm coming to you because your son said so. I'm coming because of what Jesus Christ has already done for me on the cross. He's promised that we can ask in his name. So that's what I'm doing right now. Now, obviously, we don't always use the name of Jesus every time we pray. Now, understand what I'm saying here. Now, are you pulling out of me being scriptural? No. I'm just talking to God, you know. I'm just communicating. I, I almost don't know, like, if we're always, like, obviously we're petitioned. But can you imagine praying? I'd be like, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You'd be saying in Jesus' name a thousand times a day for as much as you communicate with God. But I think there's an attitude of understanding that we have to have, and we got to use the name. I start in the name of Jesus. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I use the name of Jesus probably, oh my God, how many times do we use it a day? When you're staying in contact with God. But here's what I want you to get. You got to get the attitude of understanding how come I'm standing before the king is because of what's happened because of the son. It reminds you why we have the right to pray and why we have the right for his presence. Because Jesus is the mediator and he has made a way for God to hear us and answer our prayers. And that is the most important thing 
for me and you to understand that we have a mediator, Jesus, and when we bring our petitions before God, the mediator is the reason why. And I'm going to say something that's kind of, kind of almost weird because God loves us. We don't have really a right yet to come before him without Jesus. Because Jesus gave us access before the throne of God. You and I have all heard Christians praying in the name of Jesus. Sometimes we can't figure out why. Well, of course the reality of this is so much bigger than our question. The truth is this. That Jesus' name has unparalleled authority and power that you and I and every believer can have access. But here's the thing. First thing we got to realize with this name is we inherited his name from the Almighty God. Amen? That means it's God's name, and that means this, that it's the name that was considered by the Israelites to be so powerful and holy that they reverenced it too much to say it, and eventually the proper pronunciation of that name was lost. This is, what, this is one of the most awesome things you can get. That name is so powerful, and Jesus obtained it by inheritance. We inherit the name. It was conferred on him after he what? He purged his sin through the work of redemption, he sat down on the right hand of majesty on high, and God said to him, Thy throne, O God, is forever. And that's Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3. A scepter of righteousness. Look at Hebrews 1, 3. You're going to see this. Hebrews 1 and 3. And then we're going to see it in Hebrews 1, 3. And, and we're going to see right. Who being the brightness of his glory in the... This is talking about Jesus and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he had purged himself, uh, he himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Look what it says in verse 8. It says in verse 8, But unto the Son, he says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness. And there's what? the scepter of the kingdom. So what is he saying? God highly exalted him above all. God exalted and gave him a name which is above every name. You know what that is? Philippians 2, 9. Let's look at Philippians 2, 9 and 10. Y'all know what that says too. If you don't know what that says, I'll walk you through it, but it's very, very important. This name's got power in it. This name's got authority in it. This name's got... Tri- Wherefore God also highly exalted him. See that right there? He highly exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Amen? So think of this. That name, Jesus, was inherited. The name conferred on him after the ascension to the throne of grace is God's own divine name. Therefore, the only way 
to measure its greatness is, and measure its power is measuring it by the power of God himself, and that can't even be done because God's power is immeasurable. And every bit of his name is wrapped up in his power, and every bit of that name has given you power, the same power that what? God created the heavens and the earth with me. And I'm telling you what, that's, that, that's big time talking right there. It's in that name. It's not in my ability. Why is God going to answer my prayers? Because I got the name. See what I'm saying? When you start making your prayer life based upon the name and not your performance, it's going to be easier to receive from God because you can't do nothing to be righteous. And this, this is big. You want to see where you get all it? This is where the big talk comes in. Look at Romans 8. We'll start with like 17. This is good. Romans 8, 17. See it? And if children, are you children? Then you're heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. If so be that you suffer with him, you may be glorified with him. What do you mean a joint heir? Heirs of God and join it. So that name belongs to us just as much as it belongs to Jesus. It belongs to every born again believer Right? Ephesians 3.15. This is what he's telling you there. Paul said it, of whom the whole family of God in heaven and earth is named. Well, what name you think you got? You got the name of Jesus. Ephesians 3.15 is going to reveal this to you. Of the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Well, what are they named? We're, we're named in Jesus. This is the reason that the church is referred to in Scripture as the bride of Christ. That's covenant terminology. You ever read that and get kind of weird? Like, you know, what do you mean the bride? We're the bride of Christ. It's covenant, just like a marriage. Just like holy matrimony before God Almighty. Just as the bride takes the name of our husband in an earthly marriage, we've been given the name of Jesus. That's covenant. Now, that's what happens. That's what happens. Most Christians don't have a full grasp of this yet. They might get a little revelation of it, and we might understand um, some of the stuff, but do you realize you've been authorized to use the name of Jesus? That's crazy good, ain't it? Sure, it, you've been authorized. means you have been given the authority to use that name, right? And you should be using it. Truth is, we've been authorized to use his name, and also you've been named after him. Man, ain't that good? My wife, right, Pastor Liz, has the name. She got my name. Your wife got your name. She doesn't have any any qualms about using that name? That's her name. Now, she didn't have it. She got it. She got the same authority. She got the same. You understand what I'm saying? She can write a check. But her name, that, it wasn't her name. She got that name. It's her name. She got her name on the account. It wasn't her name, but she got my name. 
The authority that's been invested in that name naturally is the same kind of thing Jesus. As believers, you could go beyond your wildest imagination because we have God's name. We not only have the right to speak for God, we have the right to speak by his grace as God. Man. Whose name did you get? Well, I got the name of Jesus, but no, then you got the name of God. Because Jesus, Jesus, God named Jesus. God named you. And you got the same power. And the same, he said because of the Son. That's why it's so important to pray in Jesus' name and understand the power and the authority available to us when we do. We have God's name because we got Jesus' name. We not only have God's name, we have the right to speak for God. Wow. Wow. You need to just sit in that for a minute. Okay? Let me explain. I'm trying to explain it, and I know this will stretch your head. His name is our name, just like my wife, right? She came, we got married, now you got my name. You could do things on my behalf. You could speak on my behalf. Woo! Are you pulling this in? You got to go to the bank, write a check with my name. First time did it, it was probably a little squirrely. I don't know, it wasn't me. I kept my name. You know, like, hey, you know, you start learning. Because... Because we have, got, now the authority that's been invested in us as believers goes beyond our wildest imagination, dude. You don't even know what you got. Now you just keep discovering what you got. Because we have God's name, we got the right to speak for God. Wow. We got the right to speak by God's grace. For God. In fact, we can speak his word by faith, and the devil can't tell the difference between who? God or me. Woo! When we speak his word by faith, the devil can't tell the difference between us and God himself. That's why it's so important to pray in Jesus' name. Name and understand the power and authority available to us when we do. That's why you got to show up with the armor of God so you can hold on the ground. I know you're going to think, well, God's perfect, but I'm not. Who said it's got anything to do with your perfection? That's the problem with Christianity. You're always dumbing down what God said you can have because because we're thinking goofy. You know what I mean by dumbing it down? I'm not saying anybody's not right. You know, you dumb it down. Like, oh, God wants to put you here. You dumb it down over here. God wants to put you above all the nations of the earth. You're like, I just, want to, I, want, I just want to give Fred 20 bucks, my buddy, when he borrows money. I don't know about being no lender to the nation, but praise be to God, I can lend my buddy Fred 20 bucks. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's church mentality for you, right? We got a stale donut. We got donuts, but they're stale. We ain't going to buy them hot, fresh donuts. We got stale donuts because, you know, the stale ones are on discount. Them hot, fresh ones cost a little more. <laughs> Come on, man, stop. 
You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be that guy, but I just became that guy. When the enemy sees, man, his enemy don't see, he sees Jesus. Now, this is big. Why you got to put that whole armor on? Because you got to stay in your position. Don't let nobody take you out. When the enemy sees you coming, loaded with that armor of God, woo, with the belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, feet shot with the preparation of God, holding the shield of faith. When you got that armor on, let me ask you a question. Jesus is a man. Let me, I'm going to give you an example. This is the, I never heard this day in my life, but I'm plumb out of my mind. So if Jesus was here in physical condition and we put the armor on him, can you tell the difference between him and me? What was that movie, Gladiator? What was that guy's name? What was his name? Aurelius? Marcus Aurelius. Remember that scene in the end? And they, don't, they, don't, they didn't know where he was. They thought he was dead. They thought he was gone. And that guy was fighting. He was fighting, like, really fighting. He said, take off your helmet, soldier. And he didn't want to do it because he knew once he took the helmet off, they were all going to know he's alive. If you've never seen it, watch it, right? And he said, and he said take off your helmet. Because with the helmet on and the armor on, you can't tell if it's me or Jesus. Don't take your armor off, baby. Don't take your armor off. Touch your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, don't take the armor off. That'll preach right there. Leave your armor on. You know what I'm saying? When you leave that blessed pray the truth, that's the truth. I got that name. You see, you don't have physical armor. You have revelation armor. And when you got that kind of faith and you're there, the devil's like, I don't know, maybe it's him. Could be him. The devil don't know. The devil doesn't know who's in that armor. He just knows he's looking at God's fighting suit. Come on, baby. So as far as he's concerned, it's either the Father God himself, his son, or the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you're staying hidden. And the word, woo, became flesh. You were walking word. Now, I know what you're going to tell me. Oh, Pastor Chris, this is where it doesn't work for me. Because you know God's perfect. He's perfect. And you know Jesus is perfect. But you know me. I'm a sinner. I make mistakes. Won't the devil know that it's me because I'm a human, frail person? I hope that aggravated you. Not for one stinking moment. You want to know why? Uh, sin has been annihilated once and for all. And now you're living by grace. So as long as you, you know, if you mess up, you know, you do something boneheaded, just repent. You know what I mean? If your heart, the Bible says if your heart condemns you, repent. But for most of you, it ain't that. Just stay in grace and know this. He annihilated my sin once and for all. As long as you can stay in faith, you'll stay out of sin. And Jesus is always there. And he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness if you did something. Right there on the spot instantly. There's nothing the devil can do about it. 
because your righteousness isn't based on your own perfect performance. It is a gift that God gave you so that what? You can be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm talking about praying in the name of Jesus, but I'm really getting you to understand this. I'm teaching you that you are qualified to wear God's armor and wield his authority. And yes, sometimes you're going to make mistakes and sometimes you're going to fall short, but that doesn't mean you're ever going to lose your connection with Jesus because he annihilated sin once and for all. And by faith, we're in him and we are the head and we are what? He is the head. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. He's the head if we're in him, but we're the body. You can't take your head off. Try to take your head off and go somewhere without it. You can't. He's the head and we are the body. Come on. Come on. You understand this? You can't do it. You want, you want me to see this? This is what Jesus tied up in Hebrews chapter 2. Look this up. Look, I got to go for time's sake. Hebrews 2, 11. Hebrews 2, 11. Okay? And we're going to read all the way for 14. Okay? Y'all know what this says, maybe. For both my God in heaven, right? For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. See that? So for he that sanctifieth, Jesus, and they who are sanctified, us, are one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. Woo! In the midst of the church, I will sing praise unto thee. Behold, I and the children. You see that right there? I and the children which God gaveth me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, likewise, talking about Jesus, took part of the same and through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Amen. Woo. At times, when you put on your armor of God, you may feel like it's too big. You may not feel like it's going to work. You may not feel like, hey, you got to put these truths on you. And I want you to know this. But that doesn't change the fact to according to the verses of the word of God that the Lord Jesus Christ has called you brother. You're born of God just as surely as he is. And you have the same DNA in your spirit. You are identical twins to Jesus. It's no wonder the devil's terrified of you. It's no wonder he flees from you, resist him. You bear the name of the one who conquered him and his awesome victory in the combat in the pit of hell. You bear the name of the one who destroyed him and stripped him of his authority. And every victory is ours now. No matter what you encounter in life, remember this. Have faith in that name of Jesus. Take your place, seated with him in heavenly places, far above. Let me leave you with that one. Ephesians 1.21, and we're done. Powerful, man. Far above, that's where you're seated. Far above all principality, power, might, dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. No matter what you encounter, have faith in the name of Jesus. Take your place seated with him in the heavenly places, 
far above, and it's your chance to overcome every single obstacle the enemy may send. I promise you, the God's honest truth, build faith in that name for your life and for your future. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person listening tonight. I thank you that we got faith in the name of Jesus. I know and I pray that the truths that we gave them tonight are going to help them see greater than ever before what you're doing and how you're doing it in their life. And I thank you, Lord, from this moment forward, they're going to have greater faith in the name. They're going to use the name. They're going to leave their armor on and they're going to walk in complete and utter victory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen and amen. Well, guys, listen, I love you. Can't wait to see you. We're going to be here Sunday morning, 9 and 1030. And don't forget this. This is super, super, super important. You got to go reach some people, man. Let's go get passionate about winning souls. Let's go get passionate. You know, friends don't let their friends go to hell, man. That's just the truth, man. That's just, that's, that's, that's tough, but that's the truth. Friends don't let friends go to hell, bro. I'm telling you, man, I'm talking to everybody, man. I was in the airport the other day. Guy rolled up on me. Seen somebody's like, oh, man, that's nice. I said, thanks, man. I'm pr- I, he's like, what do you do? I'm a preacher, blah, 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 blah. I'm preaching the gospel. He's like, I'm a believer. I'm like, where are you at in your beliefs? Started a relationship. He downloaded the app. We got so many resources for you. But the thing is this. If you're not out there, Bible says some people you got to snatch out of hell. Some people need an easy, some people need a strong. If you're, if, you're, if you're not out looking to reach people, you're inward focused. Let's stop the inward focus. I'm going to heaven. I got a great life. I might have little things I got to overcome. But once my life starts looking outside, man, I start understanding, man, man, God's been good to me. And I stop focusing on my own stuff and I start focusing on other people's stuff. Man, I live a whole lot of better life. I'm telling you, it's God's honest truth. Go get somebody. Go win somebody. Got some announcements for you. I'm going to see you Sunday, and I love you, and I'm proud of you. You keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to see your world change right around you. Amen? I'll see you Sunday. Here's the announcements. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.